0: Now, some interesting new guidelines from the canadian pediatric society about active play and even play that involves some risk maybe we've come a little too risk averse as a society what's interesting of those of us who are now parents were once kids and we seem to reminisce fondly about a childhood of being outside playing outside and doing things that that bring with it the risk of bumps and bruises climbing a tree, sledding, just generally running around, riding your bikes. It feels like that was once pretty commonplace in childhood. Maybe it's not anymore. So part of that surely is technology, uh, you know, screen time, kids being uh, addicted to their devices. Maybe there's a little bit of an element of, you know, the pandemic hangover and, you know, some of the just stay inside sort of carrying over. Maybe a lot of it just has to do with uh, a change in society. And now us as parents being a little more risk averse. New recommendations out last week from the Canadian Pediatric Society are emphasizing the importance of unstructured outdoor play when it comes to the development uh, of children, their physical and mental health. Uh, So we want kids to to get outside. And yes, that can entail some risk, but we need to, to be okay with that. Uh, joining us uh, for more, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Dr. Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Baino, uh, an ER physician with the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto and head of the Canadian Pediatric Society's Injury Prevention Committee. Doctor, good to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Uh,
1: thank you for having me.
0: So let's talk a bit about, you know, sort of the background here. What what led to the development of these new guidelines?
1: yeah, I think you know, I think that it's actually you you uh, you summarized that very, very well um, in the intro. It's really this change in how children are growing up um, and uh, and the uh, the growing amount of research demonstrating the optimal benefits um, for engaging in risky play. And uh, at the Canadian Pediatric Society, we felt that it was time to highlight some of that research and open up the conversation further about navigating the balance between, you know, risky play, uh, healthy development, more of a holistic development, and balancing risks with injury prevention.
0: Uh, what, what have been the consequences of this, this sort of shift in approach? Because I, I know, this, you know this is raising concern about not just uh, you know, mental health issues, but uh, physical health issues. What, what are we trying to, to fix here?
1: I think that's, um, you know, uh, that's that's it. It's physical, mental, and social health, and a little bit of a a greater focus on the holistic development of kids. uh, maybe a little less precautionary um, and allow them to um, get out there, recognize risks and be able to learn and mitigate from them. We have seen, you know, certainly an increase in conditions like obesity, anxiety, behavioral issues. Um, and there's a good amount of research with, uh, you know, what even, you know, uh, moderate level. Systematic reviews that have really found positive relationships with physical activity, well-being, lowering perceived stress, um, and a whole host of other benefits from engaging in risky
0: play. So, what about the risk side of it? Because it may be for a lot of us as parents that that's part of the, the challenge we have getting past that. We don't want to see our kids get hurt. Uh, so, how do we need to to you know consider all of the, all of these issues?
1: Absolutely, yeah, so I think we need to reframe our perception of risk uh, in some way and recognize that we live in a world of risk um, and so kids are going to need to um, to learn to recognize risk and, and how they're going to manage it and so we definitely don't want children um, to get seriously injured. Um, Uh, Absolutely not. And so risky play, for example, all those things you described, the really reminiscent things of, you know, playing at height speed and what have you. What risky play is not is it's not ignoring the current, like the evidence-based and mandated safety measures that we have. So it's not, uh, you know, we're still, um, uh, um, wanting children to use helmets, car seats, life jackets, etc. It's also not leaving uh, children unsupervised in potentially hazardous situations. So mm-hmm. we don't want them exposed to things that they can't figure out like street play and traffic. That's not what this is. And it's not pushing children to take risks beyond their own comfort level. So the the whole ethos behind risky play is that it's individual. It's based on the child. It's their own internal sort of uh, drive to challenge themselves and test their limits. So you know, the conversation around risk and injury prevention really revolves around differentiating between a risk and a hazard. Uh, So risks are those situations where a child can recognize and evaluate the challenge and then decide on what they're going to do based on what they want to do and whether they think they can do it, for example. So, you know, if they're on a climbing structure or going up a tree or what have you it's you know it may be different for each individual child um but as long as it thrills or challenges them that's considered risky play Whereas the hazard, though, is a situation where that potential for injury is beyond a child's capacity to recognize it as a hazard. So if the, if the slide isn't anchored properly or the structure isn't anchored properly or there's a rotten tree limb, for example, um, we, we, a, a child is not going to likely be able to recognize it as a hazard. And that's where mm-hmm. adults really step in um, and, and mitigate or eliminate those hazards while allowing spaces for their kids to engage in risky play
0: does this take a position on, you know, the idea, though, of, you know, whether parents need to be there or whether it matters? Like if kids are at the playground and, and the parents are there watching versus, you know, the kids are just able to, to go to the playground. I mean, is supervision relevant at all here or is it just more about the, the activity?
1: Yeah, supervision is highly relevant. I mean, that has been one of the mainstays of injury prevention advice, um, is is supervision, and I think it's you know very important that there's still some elements of supervision that will be based upon the uh, um, the child's age and developmental status, right? So young children are going to need a little bit more supervision than older children, um, and you know, as parents kind of start to look into some of these strategies if they're interested in adopting them. Um, you know, there's opportunities um, that include supervising children a little bit less closely. <laughs> so accepting that a child may climb higher without, you know, having your hand there restraining them or remaining at arm's length to break a fall Um Uh, So supervision is is important. So certainly, you know, one of the categories is playing with, you know, dangerous tools, so axe, knives and so forth. So there is some element of supervision to that um, as well, but it's still allowing the child to experience that and to recognize the risk and uh, learn how to mitigate it.
0: And, you know, what about the, you know, the age scale here, right? I mean, if we're talking about preschoolers, that's different than talking about, you know, 10 or 12 year olds uh, for, you know, in kind of in that realm as we or age range, I guess, as we talk about kids in that context, is it, it does it, it's kind of a sliding scale, I guess?
1: That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Um, the research has been done in children age one to thirteen years of age. Um, so one of the questions that's been asked is, what about adolescence? Um, and uh, and you know I think there's 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 still a role for this in adolescence. It's almost like a philosophy. Um, probably extends even to adulthood. Really is to you know be challenging ourselves and, and learning how to manage manage these risks. I think that the age is is one variable, um, but the cha- you know one. One five-year-old may be very different from another five-year-old, so age is just one variable. But their developmental um, stage, their personality, their physical literacy, all of these things go into um, you know, what's considered uh, appropriate risky play for them. And so that is something that is individual and unique to the child.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, you know, getting back to the point about risk, and I guess maybe the way we need to sort of think about these issues is because, you know, if your kid's going out to play, it's, it's easier to envision the, the bad things that could happen. The, the other risk, it's harder to quantify, the risk of the child staying inside, the risk of that being their, their regular activity, that, that leads to these issues we're talking about here. But maybe it's harder for us to, to you know, make that connection. Yeah,
1: that's an excellent point. Exactly. So those short-term risks of danger are much easier for us to kind of hone in on um, than the long-term effects of uh, you know a sedentary lifestyle or um, or or simply not not being in environments where you feel like you can you can uh, challenge yourself. There, with with these types of you know classic outdoor active play where kids are figuring out what they're going to do, it's it's the type of play that really builds. Resiliency, it builds um, confidence. It builds their, you know, it um, it builds their abilities to communicate and cooperate with other kids when they're testing their limits, and it reduces their um, uh, it reduces or I guess it helps facilitate their exposure to these fear provoking situations, and it provides them opportunities and coping strategies, and that has been shown to significantly reduce a child's risk for elevated anxiety. So, you're absolutely correct that um, you know. Quantifying them is hard um, to compare, but the the overall benefits of risky play significantly outweigh um, the small risk of injury uh, that can happen. And I and again, and that is you know differentiating a risk from a hazard, so ensuring that we're not having children play in hazardous situations, but in uh, uh, but but to allow them to have the risk to grow.
0: More on all of this, uh, it's uh, posted to the website. It's cps.ca. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this.